0: All the workers of iniquity shall be scattered. I will defy
2: tyrants. I will defy tyrants.
0: I will defy tyrants. I will defy tyrants. I will defy tyrants.
3: And good day, America. Welcome Christians, conservatives, constitutionalists, liberals, libertarians, communists, Islamists, LGBTQ, RSTV, WXYZ people, all the boat rockers in the house, and anybody else I may have missed, to the Sons of Liberty radio show here on Red State Talk Radio. Reads the Bible and the Constitution, not to see who's on the right or the left, but who is on the straight and narrow. I'm your host, Tim Brown, coming to you live from the U.S. occupied state of South Carolina. I'm the editor at Sons of Liberty And for our Muslim friends, I'm the infidel that Allah warns you about. I hold to the book the Bible as the authoritative word of God. Glad that you guys have joined us this morning. If you'd like to check us out online, please do so. Sons of Liberty and also SonsOflibertymedia.com. In fact, if you're listening by way of Red State Talk Radio and you want to watch the video portion of the radio show, that's right. You can see the face that's made for radio. Head over to com and you'll see two videos at the top of the screen there. The one on the left side, <clears throat> excuse me, is Bradley's show from yesterday. And then on the right side, and you can watch that up until 3 o'clock this afternoon, at which time he'll be live in that area for two hours today. It's Saturday, so you got him for two hours. And then on the right side of the page is where we're at. Just click on the play button, blow it up on whatever device you've got there. And then look for the Rumble icon in the bottom right-hand corner. Click on that, and you can join us in the chat on Rumble. We are streaming live to Rumble at Sons of Liberty Radio Live. So if you want to subscribe to that channel, we would appreciate that very much. Also, the guys over at BeforeIt'sNews.com, they're carrying us as well, top of the page there for right now while we're live. And we appreciate them giving us a spot over there. Right up under where we're streaming live on SonsOfLibertyMedia.com is where you can sign up for our email newsletter. Again, you get this once a day between 7 and 8 p.m. Eastern and then if you would like to know what's going on in the ministry of the sons of liberty go to sonsoflibertyradio.com not media but radio and you can sign up for that one that goes out uh once a week on saturday so if you get in there and sign up now you'll get it today it'll tell you what we're doing during that week exclusively where we've been or where we're going or you know something special that we have there that we do in the ministry part and then finally if you would like to help keep us out there on the internet radio and among the people there's a donate button at the top of sonsoflibertymedia.com. Click on that, and make a one-time donation, or you can partner with us monthly as a son or daughter of liberty. And again, guys, we appreciate you supporting us because without you doing that, we can't do everything that we're doing, at least at the capacity that we're doing it. Now we got a special guest on today with us with Kate. In a minute, I'm going to introduce them. But I, you know, I ran across this the other day. I ran across this the other day. You guys remember when I played uh, the Michael Flynn prayer? Right, he's praying to Michael and the archangels and the legions. Of course, this doesn't come as a surprise. He's Roman Catholic, so they've already got him in the mindset of praying to Mary, praying to the saints, praying, you know, all this stuff that you're not supposed to be doing. So I had somebody, I went to find that video, and somebody had commented there. I don't know, a year ago, whenever I put it up, they said, "Why don't you have him on the show?" Ask him what he meant. I know what he meant. I know what the man meant. I heard the prayer. the The unfortunate thing is for Mike Flynn is he plagiarized the prayer. And he plagiarized it from this lady. And I just, I'm going to play this, and then we're going to get to our guests. This is a comparison of General Flynn from 2021 with Elizabeth Clare Prophet. Now, some of you guys have probably seen this. This is 1984 that she's praying the same prayer, and it's not a prayer you're going to find in the Bible. You're not instructed to pray like this at all. Check this out.
0: Mighty I am presence. I am here, O oh God, and I am the instrument of those sevenfold rays and archangels. We are your instrument, those sevenfold rays, and all your archangels, all of them. And I will not retreat. I will take my stand. I will not fear to speak, and I will be the instrument of God's will, whatever it is. We will not retreat. We will not retreat. We will stand our ground. We will not fear to speak. We will be the instrument of your will, whatever it is. Here I am, so help me God, in the name of Archangel Michael and his legions. I am Freeborn, and I shall remain freeborn, and I shall not be enslaved by any foe within or without. In your name, and the name of your legions, we are freeborn, and we shall remain freeborn, and we shall not be enslaved by any foe. Within or without So help me God. God bless you. God bless America. Thank you very much.
3: Okay. All right. So let's just let's just be clear. Mike, why don't you come on out and tell everybody where you got that prayer? Because you didn't give her any credit for it. Not that you should have been praying in the first place or teaching other people, but this is Kenneth, you know, false teacher, heretic Kenneth Copeland's church. So, what do you expect there? Anyway, uh, I thought you guys would appreciate the fact that, yeah, we found out exactly, eva- exactly where he got it. He's a plagiarizer, <laughs> but yet he's telling you, "Oh, God's going to do all this stuff," and that, and he's praying to archangels and stuff. Yeah, uh, y- you know what? You can't trust. You can't trust that guy. You can't trust him. I'm just telling you, you can't trust him. Anyway, we have some special guests on this morning, and uh, <clears throat> I guess Kate's. Still doing her hair there, but so we're going to, we're going to start anyway. But uh, we got us, we've got to, oh, she's, she's laughing now. Okay. So we're going to, we're going to introduce our other guest, which is uh, James Harvey. And uh, James, this is, oh, I hit the wrong thing. Sorry about that. This
1: is. No, the- I'm here, Tim. Ah, this is what the am video I going to get?
3: That's all I'm going to get. Okay, well, then everybody's just not going to get to see uh, can, can Fat Can I Dave. just
1: say, Tim, before you go on, <coughs> I got in this morning at 4 a.m. and got to bed about 4.30 a.m. And I'm looking like a Persian <laughs> cat who's been a night on the tires. I'm looking dog rough. But I didn't think it mattered because you know what? Um, the young man sitting on the screen, James Harvey, puts most young men in this country and older men to shame. I agree. Because he's, he's the future... He's the guy that you saw in the candy store that was for kids, finding candies that were made in the image of genitals. He got manhandled by security. He's been harassed. He's been out from the beginning, and he's one of the, well, I, 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 he's the young man I have the most respect for. And he's gone out there with a voice of whales, and he never backs down. And look at his age, 19. So he's, he's been doing this a while. He's pretty fast, and, too. Um,
0: By the way, James, yeah, and that's why w- hold, hold on. I,
1: I wanted, to, I wanted to, him because we're being overrun at the moment with this <laughs> sexualization and satanic agenda. And it's disgusting, all these drag queens and everything else. But you know what's really good about James? He doesn't just go out when he notices something wrong. He gets his backside miles away to support other young people yep. that have been victimized and vilified. And I would have gone there as well and supported them if I hadn't been in the other direction last night till 4 a.m. Yeah. So, um, yeah, I want to I hand the show over to this guy because, you know, this is the future. You see people's uh, names on headstones in graveyards that were slaughtered in the Great War for tyrannical governments. Well, this is an asymmetrical war. No blood shall be spilt, no weapon shall be fired. And he's one of our best foot soldiers.
3: Amen. Well, James, welcome
2: to the Sons of Liberty, man.
1: I want to thank, first of all, Kate, for that
2: amazing introduction. And uh, Tim, as well, I want to thank you very much for having me on uh, this evening.
3: Yeah, and just so people know, I <clears throat> I didn't bring up the video. I thought I had uploaded it, and I, I don't know if I did or not. But James went into uh, was at this candy shop somewhere there in England, and you're going through and you're finding that they have these, I don't know, lollipops and other kind of items that are – in the shape of genitals and you're, you're calling it out. You're trying to, to make the people aware, not that they aren't aware uh, of what's going on. And then they want to try to throw you out of the shop simply because you're saying, wait a minute, you got kids in here and you're, you're doing this. I'm, I'm assuming some kind of law is violated. And I saw your boldness to be there. You're pretty fast too, kind of like Spider-Man. That's what I think Uh, you were, you were weaving in and out to get out of there and get out of their hands but tell us what went on with that as far as um, uh, the situation where you were going in and you were exposing what they were doing in this candy shop.
2: Yeah, so um, it was actually Sasha from Banners and Bridges who kind of pointed it out. And we found out that this uh, this child sweetie store, which they admitted was a child sweetie store, right, it says all over their website that it's a store aimed at children. And they had entire sections, right, massive sections dedicated to selling sex toys. Yeah this is in a child sweet shop right it's not any it's not cordoned off in its own little 18 plus section right this is out in the open spread among different sections in the store yeah so you have a one main section a massive section then you have over the other side of the store right next to all the little kiddie sweets you have um you then have like a how do I how do I put it like a, a, just a, a, a tiny little section aimed with um like massive dildos and stuff like that right it was absolutely just disgusting um so me and sasha and a a few of the other women went in there uh first of all we just complained um we went in there i think the next day then after doing an event uh talking about the climate con and all of that uh, we went back in there with an army more like an army full of people and basically started taking it all off the shelves uh and putting it on the floor right and we did that i think once or twice and due to the the fact that so many people shared it right it ended up being a victory but before we get to that so i think that we went in there i think it was the third time we went in there and immediately right security comes up to me yeah you've got about 10 15 other people in there, in there taking all the stuff off the shelf and on the floor right i was only filming this time and security's come up to me and basically said right james you're not going anywhere mate, right so they basically um they, they basically don't let me leave right they're 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 kind of as, as against people, the law which, yeah it is against the law they're not actually False allowed
1: imprisonment to,
2: exactly they're not allowed to detain you and what i find extremely funny um as well right is that i got detained for that kingdom of sweets thing right for taking stuff off a shelf and putting it on a floor yet the other day there was a bunch of kids who robbed a store in swansea and the security's walking very slowly behind them and police don't come out yeah as soon as yeah i protest over pedophilia and child's and sex toys being sold in a sweetie shop and immediately i get detained immediately police are turning up right so you know as soon as they the as you put it Kate, illegally detained me right i'd basically um i basically managed to escape his grasp and i ran out the store right and then he managed to and then from the video right he ran and grabbed me again yeah and basically um you've got the entire group basically trying to free me from him Free me from his grasp. So they managed to free me from his grasp. I run around the corner and I'm greeted by uh, two police officers who noticed me because they recognized me from previous events that I've done. Um, and they basically tell me to put my hands behind my back and they detain me uh, under a section 35 notice for criminal damage, basically. Um, so, yeah, I was detained and ended up being banned from Cardiff for
3: 48 hours for that. Now, James, I got a question for you. How does that work when, because I'm sure in England, you guys have laws that are very similar to at least what we used to have when I was a kid. And I'm assuming they're still yeah. on the books. I don't think they were taken off. We used to call, uh, you know, if you gave, if you gave a child a, pornogra- a pornographic magazine, that was considered contributing to the delinquency of a minor. Do you guys have something similar to that over there in England? I would assume we do.
1: We do. We, do. Yeah. we, we, have, the, we have so many uh, laws and acts for protecting children Ch- the 1984 Child Protection Act, the Children's Act. 2004 Children's Act. Um, there's so many laws, the child protection laws, but for some bizarre reason, um, well, we know what the reason is, they all go out the window. And then you've got the agents of the state, the new SS, the, the brown shirt cops, just acting as agents of state for a tyrannical government. It's the most bizarre situation I have ever seen.
3: Yeah, so so what is what is the what's your recourse here, James, and and what they're charging with? Because I was looking to see if I had uploaded that, and I don't remember what I would have titled your video, but I I remember seeing the video, and I was like, oh, this guy. Uh, we
1: can send it to you again, Tim. Yeah, that'd website. be great.
3: Yeah, send it to me. We'll upload it so people can see it because. I'm thinking there's probably some people, James, who hear you and say, "Well, you're going in somebody's store and you're taking stuff off the shelf, and you're putting—you're not stealing it, you're not breaking it, you're just putting it on the floor." And I would remind those same people who would uphold our founding fathers here in our our, our framers—that's who I see them as—the framers of the Constitution, because our founding fathers came long before that. But the framers <clears throat> who would later go and sign the Declaration of Independence and constitutional—they went and threw some tea off in the sea. Uh, you know, because of a two or three cent tax. This wasn't this didn't have anything to deal with children. And here you are, you and and some other people protesting that. What's your stand now? You've been charged with something. And uh, how are you how are you looking to fight that?
2: So after they said I had committed criminal damage, it was basically proven that I hadn't because I had all the videos. Um, All we did was put stuff on the floor. So it wasn't there was no temporary damage. It wasn't anything. Right. We hadn't committed any crime. Um, and so they then they, they then tried getting me on aggravated trespass. But the thing is, right, as the videos again show, they invited me to stay on the land and refused to let me leave, right? Aggravated trespass only takes effect if you are asked to leave by a sergeant. But I was never asked to leave. I've never given a formal warning. Um, and so basically all charges were dropped. I was just banned from Cardiff for 48 hours.
1: And from a city. Have you ever heard the nonsense of that? So Tim, wow. so what James has done, he's actually if you think about it he's gone in to one he's protecting children and there, there are without children protect child protection acts if you do nothing and abuse is happening you can actually also be held accountable for doing nothing if you've seen it so he can see abuse and he's stopping it so so why is that an issue well so, and and it, let,
3: it's, let's add, let's add this there's a lot of people james who are giving your generation <clears throat> down the road And many of those people have not done half of what you've done just in that candy store. And I I find it almost laughable that people would point the finger and say this about this generation. And I knew your generation does some stupid stuff like my generation did. I did stupid stuff, too. I I did. Me, me too. I know
1: it's hard to believe. But but, uh, yeah, (laughs) but I'm but I I see
3: it. But I, I think, James, you become and I'm not trying to puff you up. You know, the Bible talks about let another praise you. Right. You don't praise yourself. You let somebody else do that. But I, I saw what you did in just that situation, and I know you're not. That was not a one-time thing. You're you're helping a friend down, um, is in in the university or whatever. Uh, you're 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 going and, and you're banding with other young people who have the same kind of mindset as you. And so I want you to be an encouragement to the people listening, because so many people think all is lost. The next generation is just gone, and maybe there are some who are gone. God doesn't need a majority hmm. of people to to make happen what He needs to make happen and you at least have a good moral compass that you're like wait a minute this isn't right what you're doing in fact you know one of our things when we deal with <clears throat> with the children is we point back to the words of the Lord Jesus Luke 17 uh, verse 2 it were better for him that a millstone were hanged about his neck and he cast in the sea than he should offend one of these little ones and Jesus had all these little children and uh, he even talked about in I believe it's the passage in Matthew. He says, let the little ones come to me. Those, the breathos was the word that's used there. Uh, and it meant those unborn and those born, let them come to me. Don't hinder them from coming to me. And then don't cause them to stumble. Don't lead them in their direction that will cause them to stumble, stumble and sin against God. And you look like a guy, from what I've seen, who is stepping in there and you're saying, wait a minute, you're causing little ones to stumble. We're not having this. We're going to protest. We're going to do whatever we're going we're to do.
2: Well here's the thing, right? So I've actually been placed under investigation at my university for this, right? But I, you know, even if I get kicked out, at the end of the day it's worth it because the the thing I've found, right, is when you speak up at university, when you speak up in a classroom full of other students, it kind of breaks the the barrier, doesn't it? So, you know, you'll have a student in there who may who may think exactly the way the same way I do, but doesn't have the confidence to speak up. And then when he sees someone else speaking up and and basically um kind of conveying exactly what he feels, then it gives them the confidence to speak up or just get in touch and so they don't feel so alone and isolated in their beliefs and opinions. And that's exactly what I found, right? There's a lot of so I know the UK is much different to the US. In the US you've got a lot more I, I don't want to kind of libertarian style students, right? Whereas in the UK it's mostly woke culture, right? And that's because of the, the how Marxism has in, in infiltrated university campuses across the UK. And I found that a lot of students are technically well, what would consider themselves to be libertarian and when they find out that you know you think exactly the same way you do- they do they're, they're like thank god it, it but the problem is that they they're afraid of labels and I think that's the same for a lot of people right they're afraid of being tarnished as the far right as, as racist as fascist and all of this but at the end of the day those labels don't matter and that's what that's the message I'm trying to convey um but yeah completely agree well, what are you
1: studying, James? What are you studying at university?
2: So I'm studying uh, film and TV. Uh, I've always wanted to become a
3: journalist. Well, you are. <laughs> what <Well>, then? You <laughs> I, then you don't want to go to the university for that. You can do that on the street, brother. I mean the the hey, the, jur- the journalism yet. today. I'm going to tell you what the journalism today is. It isn't even necessarily this show. It's the guys who go out and they raw footage everything and they don't edit anything and they put it out to the public and let the public decide. Was this right or was this wrong? Do you agree with this or yep. you don't? That's the real journalism I see. That, in, in fact, I see that as the Achilles heel of the New World Order. They put out this internet to enslave us, and for some people it is a, it makes them a slave, but it also, for those who are free and long to be free, it becomes the arrows that are shot at them uh, through things like what you did in the candy store there.
2: Yeah, uh, absolutely. absolutely, And I mean, there's uh, so much more to come as well. I mean, that, wasn't, so we, that was one of the things we did. But I think a couple of weeks uh, prior to that, uh, there was a Boots store in Cardiff selling um, Make Your Own Drag Queen kit aimed at three-year-olds, I think it was. This, is a big,
1: was. this is a big store for the American viewers. Boots has been around for um, decades upon decades from when I was a young girl. And so it's a big, big respected store, Boots PLC.
2: Yeah, yeah, it's it's a massive franchise that kind of spreads all among the uh, the UK, and they were selling um make your own drag queen kits aimed at three year olds. So what you would do is you would turn your three year old boy, that innocent boy, into a drag queen, right? Now, no matter what your political affiliations or religious beliefs are, that should be considered wrong. That should be considered grooming. That should be considered clear sexual indoctrination because drag is a child is abuse, of a very sexual nature.
1: Exactly. Yeah. yeah absolutely. It is.
0: Mm.
1: it's it's actually grooming and this is what's so bizarre about it all the most the 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 first couple of years of a child's life is when their attitudes are formed and those attitudes then as they grow when they go to school uh, and they start mixing with their peers they get challenged but those first few formative years are the ones most resistant to change and so that is literally why they're getting them so young to indoctrinate so so that they have those feelings that it's okay, but they don't know why. I, and, I, yeah. and, and I'm gonna back this up a little bit. I, my, my father's dead now, uh, but he was very, very racist, my dad was. And, you know, this was in the late 60s, early 70s. And what would be considered absolute racism was was very normal then in TV shows. And uh, my dad would make these comments, And as I got older, those comments would surface. And I used to think, God, why am I thinking like that? Because of course my children are mixed race, but that's what I'm saying. These attitudes that are formed in the very formative years, very early on, they know, they know, they know, because they have all their top psychologists, psychiatrists working on this, who are all depraved and satanic. So they know exactly what they're doing by pushing it down our kids' throats. And um, it's like I say, it's very it's very refreshing that you've got James speaking up so loud and I and and I'm glad he's he's addressed the fact that he's speaking to students and they're saying, yeah, because I can tell you some of my kids are of the same opinion. And as we know, I have another child that went to LSE. Uh, It's a Oh, I've got two there. One's still there, but it's a Fabian University LSE and he went to Eton. And this is where all your world leaders and everything. And I saw my son change. I saw it in change and I came across his folder from when he went through the selection process. And I looked at the essays that he was asked to write and it's right there in your face. So it's very refreshing that, you know, I love that for every force, we have an equal and opposing force. So for all those Fabian University scholars who were all then pushing uh, uh, and the, the World Economic Forum agendas, the next batch of young world leaders coming through, we have people like James, who I hope will actually see his potential and rise right up out of journalism. I hope he takes it much further. Uh, yep. Because there are yeah, a man. lot of young, young, yeah, I think he, um, I hope you don't mind me saying that, James. and please don't be offended. But
0: <laughs> I think oh. just
1: sticking in journalism, you're actually, you're not reaching your full potential. I don't think you realize how loud your voice is and how many people are quietly following you.
3: Yeah, there's a lot. There's there's a lot of people. I want to ask this because uh, I see in you, James, you're a very uh, polite young man. You're you're very intelligent, and and not just intelligent, but I think you're you're wise. I I saw the moves and things and what you were doing in that video, and I I want to like point back to something that we point to all the time. I don't know if you come from a Christian family or not, but would you mind telling us your parents' name because your parents should be thankful to God for the kind of young man that you've turned out to. I don't know everything you do. I'm not sitting here going to put a stamp on there, but your parents need to be at least somewhat praised because they raised a young man who's got a moral compass and courage. It's not just enough to have the moral compass. If you don't have any courage to do any standing, would you honor your mom and dad? You don't have to, but would you honor them by telling who they are? Uh,
2: I I would Tim, but the the problem is um, Antifa seems to be, uh, enjoying uh, watching my interviews at the moment. Gotcha. Um, and I'm, I'm very concerned that they would dox them. Well, props props lovely. to your mom and dad. Use
1: their, use their props yeah.
3: to your mom and dad. That's, that's all I want to say. Mom Thank and you. dad, good Thank job.
2: You. Yeah, I appreciate that. And I want to uh, quickly bounce off something that Kate said as well about grooming. I w- recently watched a documentary where they, bas- they basically, they, they, they've always taught um, language to younger kids because their brains are, uh, are developing and so it's much easier for them to learn. Whereas when you get older, it's much harder to teach uh, someone a language, right? And I think it's the same with this as well, right? Because their brains are still developing, you know, pushing all of this kind of sex idea, this disgusting perverted sexual stuff on them is massively damaging them. It is traumatizing them. You know, all of this is a form of sexual trauma. And I mean, it's not just in, um, it's not just in sweetie shops and, uh, and, you know, boot stores that we're seeing this as well. We're also seeing it in TV mo- in TV programs and stuff like that. And we just look at uh, programs like Friends, right? Seemingly innocent, but it's all about who someone is sleeping with that week. Yep, that's and exactly I, I, what it is. Exactly. And, it's, and it's, all of this is kind of, is is ruining a whole young generation of kids. And I mean, circling back to the, the kingdom of sweets kit quickly as well we actually did get a victory with that because of the amount of publicity we got because of how viral it went all over twitter facebook telegram and all the other platforms it did end up um they, they have actually removed them from all the stores so they're no longer selling sex toys that's not just in cardiff that's all over the uk um and it's the same with boots as well so as i said they were they were um they were selling make your own drag queen kits aimed at three-year-olds well now they're not. So we went in there, we took it all off the, the shelves, put them in baskets, and we kept taking, you know, complaining to the manager. And if it wasn't for the publicity that we got through it, right, then they wouldn't have been taken off, right? Because they, they ended up, again, taking them off the shelves and they're no longer stocking stock them. Okay, James, so, can
3: you repeat that? You were going really fast there. Can you repeat that for the audience that your efforts, sorry. you and your friends' efforts, what did it result in? Uh, Kingdom of Sweets is no longer selling sex
2: toys Amen. Uh, in, in the open.
3: Amen. Yeah. You know, we we just talked about this, guys. We just talked about this when the when the enemy comes in like a flood. The Bible says the Lord will raise up a standard against it. James, you're you're being a standard raised up by the Lord, whether you realize this or not, in your area. And I know that's probably, if you step back, that's kind of overwhelming. That that the Creator of the universe would use little people like us, right? Uh, to do these kinds of things, but that's the way God works. He raises up a standard against the enemy when he comes in like a flood. I want, I, I, I don't, I don't know how to express this any more than to say, ladies and gentlemen, take courage. God is not just working in you; He's working in a lot of people, and th- the enemy is not going to take over. Jesus has paid it all; He owns it all, and He's the King of all. And he directs hearts as he will. So um, I'm I'm glad to hear that there was some results there that you could put your finger on too. Now let me ask you this: Are you still facing any court appearances right now? Uh, not not court not court appearances, okay. but I have got a disciplinary
2: next week. Okay, uh, at All right. university. Okay. Or, um, I, I shared a a five second video clip, basically showing what exactly what my uni was teaching us, um, and they don't like that, so they're trying to get me on reputational damage and um. Uh, the, the lecture recording policy. So yeah, I'm, I'm dealing with that. But other than that, there's nothing going on.
3: Amen. Amen. <laughs> Scotland One Party on Rumble. Thank you for the donation. We appreciate that very much. Thank you so much. Uh, well, okay. So what else is going on? Because you're you're helping a friend at at uh, university. I I am assuming. And this whole woke, which is which is nothing more than Marxism. That's really where it's going. Uh, ideologies coming in. Our friend David Resolata Uh, He writes a lot about this to help people understand how the Marxists get into education. That's the subtle thing. That's the not so red meat that everybody doesn't. They say, oh, yeah, education. It's kind of a boring subject. And I just send my kids off for eight, nine, 10 hours when the Bible says you're supposed to be teaching them diligently the commands of God. So they send them off to the statist indoctrination centers. What are you doing there to help your friends? Because it seems to me that free thought in the university is being crushed, and it's like, no, you all have to be little, uh, like Pink Floyd's "The Wall." You have to be this cookie cutter, go into the meat grinder, come out all looking the same kind of deal. What's going on there?
2: Um, so there was a student by the name of John Christian at Manchester University who was basically he was the type of kid who would, you know, have a pint in the pub with you and talk about controversial subjects. Right? We all know that guy, right? He was that guy, yeah and um he hadn't realized there's been a massive switch in universities since 2016. so since brexit and trump you know which has had a major effect here in the uk as well trump has um since brexit and trump there's you know they've kind of shifted from being the centers of free speech the the places you know where you discover new ideas new concepts to be in marxist indoctrination camps and he hadn't con- he hadn't realized this right and so would still talk about these controversial subjects um, and he would kind of express to his teachers that there are only two genders. He, I think, he got into a debate with one of them about their um, George Floyd not being a hero. Um, and he, he'd also he'd also get into debates with students, but then they'd get really offended and go off crying to the university administration, right? And he would keep ending up in disciplinaries. And b- because of this, right, they basically stated now that after five years of him studying, he is no longer allowed to uh, acquire his
3: PhD. They have refused to assess his thesis. Because That's this, what they did um, to my friend David, too, on his master's. Same thing.
2: Exactly. And I mean, if, if that does happen, right, re- realistically, you should be getting a full refund because they're the ones who are refusing to assess your thesis. You're the one who's paying like 60, 70 grand <laughs> Amen. minimum. And so you should be getting <laughs> a refund for that. But they haven't given him a refund, right? Uh, he need, I think he needs about 100K in order to take them to court. That's how... Messed up our judicial system is that he needs a hundred thousand pounds in order to take them to court. And so, um, and so he, he, he I think he only managed to raise about five K, he can he do it. So, uh, we've kind of organized a protest for him outside Manchester University on the 11th of March at 1 pm. It's going to be good. We, we it's basically a kind of, uh, the first step now to our free speech campaigns. We recently launched something called Campus Debate. Um, which is a like a turning point USA kind of thing where we want to go into universities to debate students and we want Marxism removed from university campuses. And that's kind of what we're working towards at the moment.
3: Okay. All right. Let me, let me just chime in something here when you mentioned free speech, because I I put it to the free thought issue because what's being communicated here by your friend that you're, you're trying to help out is he, he's not allowed to think on his own. He's not allowed to ask questions uh, to clarify, mm-hmm. to see if there's consistency or if it's logical, uh, it, it, as far as that goes, and you know, we had a lot of people talk about free speech and this, that, and the other. Let me let me explain something to people here in the states. When you go to the First Amendment, it talks about free speech. It says Congress shall make no law. This is not a, that is not a restriction of individuals. Okay, Congress can make no law, and subsequently, any of their corporate fascist buddies who are getting federal money or they're getting. Federal agencies who have offices in their constructs and their companies, they do not have their extension of that First Amendment. But people like me, people like you, we're not restricted by the First Amendment. In other words, nobody can come on our property with a bullhorn and protest us. We're going to run them off. They don't have the right. They have free speech. They can stand across the road all they want to. I can't can't do anything about that. But they can't come on your property and do it. They can't come in there and and disrupt your property part of the first amendment also is the ability to um, assemble and that means the ability not to assemble with people that you don't want to so when people cry oh you're you're disrupting freedom of speech no that's not necessarily the case sometimes somebody can be gracious and let people protest on their property that's fine if they want to do that but they don't have to in this situation, though, James, this, is, this sounds like more of, a, of, of the thought police than it does free speech. I mean, it's, if you don't conform to what we're telling you to do, we're not going to give you the sheepskin that you're, you're paying to take the classes for. I agree with you. This guy deserves yeah. a full refund. It's interesting you mention that because I've actually had police in my parents' house for something I've said on Twitter. Well,
2: not uh, yeah, a video I made, right? So the the thing is right. So ninety one percent of all crimes in England and Wales ha- remain unsolved or uh, unpunished, right? Um, unlike the US, we don't have the same rights, right? We do have a constitution. We have the Bill of Rights, Magna Carta. That doesn't get listened to anymore. Instead, it's been replaced with woke um, kind of woke legislation, such as the Equality Act 2010, which basically says that you um, you can you can't discriminate against a white straight male. So you can discriminate against anyone but those three things yeah and so um and so i basically i i'd gone up to uh so this is the kind of story about what happened with me so i think there was three thousand three hundred hate crime arrests last year in wales and obviously a hate crime is you know if you're offended that's subjective right but a hate crime is anyone who who was offended by a tweet or a post or whatever right that's what a hate crime is constituted constituted as here in the uk i'd actually um so i I don't know if Kate mentioned it. I work for a media organisation called Voice of Wales as well. Oh, she did. Uh, yeah. So I work for a media organisation called Voice of Wales as well, and we do a lot of work exposing the migrant hotels because here in the UK we have seven million pounds a day that's spent housing illegal immigrants. Yeah, and so we'd um, so I'd me and Sasha from Voice of Wales went to a hotel in uh, Tonga Gweli where basically we exposed that the hotel was being used to house illegal immigrants against the the kind of local wishes they, they didn't want it they didn't want them there yeah and i do in that video i used the phrase undocumented alien which a lot of the us viewers will know is literally by definition means an illegal immigrant it's quite a politically correct term yeah um now i had i had two police officers two uniformed officers sent to my house on a busy saturday evening right at my parents house on a busy saturday evening to check my thinking Um and because I don't live at that address, I live all the way up in Swansea, my parents live in Cardiff. I'd basically called 101 to ask why we're policing my parents' house. They said there's a hate crime against me. I will get the officer in question to ring me back now. They rang me back and basically said um that I I could be um I could be committing a hate crime if someone were to take offence to it. So no one had taken offence to that word. They preemptively watched my content and called me to say that someone could be offended and so I should take it down. After refusing, I basically pointed out the, the thousands of people that call me a Nazi every day on Twitter, and he brushed that off, didn't do anything about it. Yet, he's going to preemptively tell me I'm, in, I'm committing a hate crime yep. by using the term undocumented alien. It was absolute, absolutely disgusting. Well,
3: James, let me ask you a question. In your mind, is there any crime, a real crime that's committed, that's born out of love?
0: Is there a, is is there a crime
3: life. that can be committed against another person that says, I love you, so I'm going to murder you. I love you, so I'm going to commit adultery with your wife. I love you, so I'm going to steal from you. I love you, so I'm going to bear a false witness with you. I love you, so I'm going to covet the stuff that you have and eventually steal it. I mean, th- is that born out of love or is that born out of hate?
2: That's, that's a, a very philosophical question. Well, no I mean, question. it gets it gets <laughs> it, be, it
3: gets to the heart of what hate crimes yeah. are. They call hate crimes. They want to define what is moral, and they want to redefine morality apart from God's law. Uh, you know, we have our, our history going back into England uh, and such with yeah. common law, which was which was the ba- I mean, the basis of common law was the moral law of God. That was the basis of that. And so, when yeah, you yes. have that, now they're taking they're calling it hate crime. No crime ever ever uh, was committed. That was committed out of love there there's just none that are all of them are born out of what is hate and so they're yeah. they're changing the terminology so that they can capture us in their word games uh we talked about that before you know we talk about spelling casting spells you're using your words the bible says that our tongue produces both life mm-hmm. and death when we speak yeah. and i'm not talking about some kind of witch's bowling cauldron thing i'm thinking what we say to people either instills life in them or it instills death. It's one or the other. We're, we're, we're doing those kinds of things. So I was just going to ask you that in the midst of it because that's what they try to do. They try to twist these things, change the definitions, and then put on you what they're guilty of doing. I actually got into a debate with someone about this recently.
2: Um, <laughs> we were debating about all of these hate crimes. And I said, why should someone get treated worse for committing a crime against someone of a different skin color? To a normal person, do you get what I mean? It's
0: yeah. So well, it's, a person
3: of their skin color, because we're all this. We all have the same skin color. We just have different shades of it. That's what we have.
2: Absolutely, but crimes these days get. Um, so what? This, this, sorry, I, I was getting confused. Then so this is what I said, right? Um, why should a crime get treated worse because against a person of color, as they, as they like to put it, than anyone else, right? all crimes should as you said should be treated exactly the same because all no crimes are born out of love they're all born out of hate that's right and so they should all be in effect all should be treated as hate crimes and not individual minority and ethnic groups which is exactly what they're doing now
3: now what do you what do you have you were you were speaking about and i i guess i i guess some of the videos i've seen because i've seen them over there in england where they're having the illegals come in and they're housing, they're filling up the hotels. They're they're using the people's money to feed them and house them and clothe them and all the other stuff. And I'm sure probably some of those videos were yours that you were doing, and I di- I just didn't even realize it. What's what's happening there? I mean, why we're seeing millions of people who used to go out in the street over the convids, are are, are there some people who are actually out protesting over their money being spent to house illegal aliens that will no doubt be used to colonize there in the uk and uh and overtake them eventually is there no protest for that uh there are a few around
2: unfortunately um it it, brexit are the days when people used to care Um, and it's sad to say but unfortunately the uk people don't care anymore i mean (laughs) the reason that the this uh, this thing I talked about a lot, right? The reason that the Conservatives remain, have remained in power for the past 20 years, the reason that, that um, we've had the highest turnout in history uh, for a referendum was Brexit, was because people wanted control of our own borders. People wanted something to be done about illegal immigration. But just seeing kind of a, a tit for tat at the moment. So Rishi Sunak originally, he's the Prime Minister of the UK, he originally saying that he's going to curb immigration by. Um, by not allowing foreign students to study in the UK unless at top universities, right? And then he was saying that he was gonna pull the UK out of the European Court of Human Rights. But now he's gone back on that. He hasn't done anything about foreign um, immigrants studying at universities. And he is now going back on his words regarding the um, European Court of Human Rights, saying we can work within the European Court of Human Rights law. We can't, that's the problem. Just look at the Rwanda deal where they wanted to send um, a bunch of migrants, well, deport a bunch of migrants to Rwanda, right? That the, the reason that fell through is because of the European Court of Human Rights. The reason that we haven't been able to have control of our own borders for the past forty years, right, is because of the European Court of Human Rights, and they are the problem. Um And unfortunately, right, when the protests, um, Patriots of Britain have been organising protests and stuff like that against it, but we only see a couple hundred in attendance. Ireland, on the other hand, is doing absolutely fantastic work. They've got thousands of people out every day now fighting against immigration, but it's also because they've done it. The the government has done it step by step and very, very slowly, but surely, and because of this, people are just they're fed up. They don't want to fight. They're scared of being called racist. I mean, the DFLA is a perfect example of that. The Democratic Football Ads Association, they originally, right, they used to do so much. They used to come out all the time against uh, Islamic grooming gangs, against illegal immigration. But now they don't come out because they're scared of being tarnished as far right and racist. And then they got infiltrated um, by a, a very woke leader. I can't remember his name. And so they won't come out anymore. And you've got all of these groups that are refusing to come out because of you know, against um, because of these these labels, and they're being scared of uh, they're scared of being tarnished as racist as whatever. And, and I think the, another problem is is these but, um F- sorry go on.
1: Yeah, they're actually doing that, Tim. When you when you see the protests now that are out, they bring out antifa, and oh, and it's just a load of kids in masks and everything. And what they do is they shout Nazi and racist at the rest of us, and they're labeling us. I've even been labeled as far right. So people are afraid of those labels because the way the laws are going. And the other thing as well, um, they, they passed the law where if you've been arrested or charged in the last five years, they can pick you up and just tag you. Even if you're just on the way to a protest, they can they can put put a, a, a tag on you there and charge you. So they're making it's 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 a drip, drip, drip. And like James said, people don't care as long as they've got football, celebrity culture, mm-hmm. or the next thing to them quite fake media stories about you know people going missing or murder or whatever they put these in the press and keep it alive so everyone's looking over here and they're not really looking at what's really going on and what's drip 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 getting past.
2: yeah that's it was a good yeah go ahead so i was just gonna i was just gonna say you mentioned a good point there Kate, as well about people not caring unless it affects them and a perfect a prime example of that is oxford yeah um yeah. not the not, not the people who came up to support it, right? But I went up there before the actual protest. So if you don't know what's going on, uh to all the American viewers, Oxford has basically become uh, a 15 minute city, right? So they they've got LTM barriers in place, you're not allowed to drive over hundred days a year without a permit. Um, you're not allowed to leave your local area, etc. Right. Um, and that's that's basically called a 15 minute city, something that that was coined by the World Economic Forum. Now I went up there um a A couple of weeks before the actual protest, uh, to Leafless, right? And I spoke to a lot of the local businesses. Now, Crowley Road is the only business that's being affected at the moment, right? Crowley Road is the main road through Oxford, yeah? And that's the only road that's been affected at the moment. The rest of the areas will be affected from 2024, I think, yeah? Now, when I went up there, all of the businesses on that road, they they were worried about it. They were against it. They were against the 50 minute seats, blah, 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 yeah? But then you go to the exterior areas of Oxford and they're all like, oh, that's fine because it's not affecting them. And so they won't come out. And this is another issue that we're seeing. Everyone's become so selfish to the point that they will not get involved. They will not come out unless it's directly affecting them. And COVID is another example. No one came out until the lockdowns were directly affecting them. And then afterwards, um, when we still had other issues going on, no one came out.
3: Yeah, James, that's a good point that people have been selfish in, in being back there and doing it. And I told Kate, you know, even with the protests we saw with the convids, when you're getting millions of people out, a lot of those people look like they're out because everybody else is out. They're having a party, they're celebrating. They don't realize the danger they're in. They don't realize they're in the lion's den. They think they're in the uh you know in the in the dance club. they think they're at the party scene uh and they yeah. don't realize the danger they're in and, and you mentioned uh you know left and right and stuff like this and and things like that. We talk about that because the left and the right for all intents and purposes is a charade. The left and the right, as the scripture says, look, this is what this is what God told Joshua as they went into the land. He said, be ye therefore very courageous to keep and do all that is written in the book of the law of Moses. In other words, keep your eye on the law. And he says that ye not turn aside therefrom to the right hand or to the left. Don't get to the right or the left of the law. There was a guy, uh, James, that uh, ran for president here. I voted for him. It was back in, I think it was 2004. Michael Peruca, he was the only guy I ever saw in a debate, and he debated the Communist Party guy, the Green Party guy, and um, the Libertarian guy. And he basically said, look, we, we sat down for lunch. I got to meet him one day, and he sat down and he took, you know, those red Solo cups, you know, little plastic cups. I don't know if you guys have those in England, but he took, he took a couple of those, and we were sitting at a Captain D's fish house. And so he took two of those cups and he said, OK, over here, he, he took a salt and pepper shaker and he put them in the middle of the table. And he said, OK, so the Constitution is here and the Bible is supreme over the Constitution. That's where our law is in the United States. And he said, over here are the two cups. This is your right and your left, your conservative, or liberal, your liberal, you're Republican or Democrat. And they're over here. They're not even on the standard of the law. And it was a great visual. Because they come in and they, they tell people the problems that they want to get their hands in. They want to put their fingers in the pies, but they're not authorized to do it because the Constitution gives them 18 to 21 things they can write law about, which means they can fund. And they, they get us over here arguing over something. They shouldn't be, we shouldn't even be looking at the person. We should say, you guys knock it off. You're supposed to be over here where the standard is. And I think the same thing is probably true there in England because we've had an uh, attorney on, what's, what's the lady's name, Anne. I forget her last name. Thank you. Uh, we've had her on. So we went back to see, really, England's laws were based upon the same basis as ours. The Bible, common law. I mean, that's what it was based upon. The queen takes that oath, right? I'm assuming Charles took that oath as well. And uh, and instead of staying on that, we get on this right and left stuff, and that has nothing to do with it. I'm glad to see that you're wanting to be one of the guys who want to stick with what the law says. Uh.
2: I, I actually, I, I do agree with you a lot, right? And I had this conversation as well at the Libertarian Society when I was asked to speak in ASK. The left and right is a, is a massive, it is, it is a facade and it is a designed to divide people because they yes. divide and conquer, don't they? And that's something we are seeing a lot of as well. I read a great book recently. It was um, called Coming Apart and it talks about the, the kind of the formation of the social classes throughout the, je- throughout, the, throughout the couple of centuries, right? And not only do we have the social classes, which are, You know dividing even more recently i mean look have you seen um so the new poll tax is the uh the electric cars right they want everyone driving these electric cars and they want to force people into driving electric cars and then you've got these ltns where they want to stop you from driving they are making it so that driving is a luxury for the rich oh yeah i can see that yeah, that's exactly what they are doing, and they've been working on that for a, for a very long time, right? I mean, in Cardiff we have these. So that's where my my birthplace is. In Cardiff now you have these uh, cycle lanes which take up half the bloody road. Nothing is properly signposted, right? They don't warn you when that where the cameras are, so it's very very easy to get a fine driving around. And it's exactly the same in Oxford and pretty much the entire of the UK. And then you've got these uh, these congestion charges which are now being. You get, yeah,
1: incidentally, just to say, I won't won't put her address. My daughter doesn't realize she's just been served one today.
0: <laughs> yeah.
1: uh, I've got a screenshot this. This is her new car. She's not long past the test. And she's got it from just nipping into a bus lane. She must have been in a bus lane. 70 pounds fine. Yeah, 70, yeah It's, a, it's to
3: steal the fruit of your labor for the state is what it is. I tell well, my boys cop, that the stuff. The
1: cops own these things as well. Yeah. The cops own the companies that collect the fines as well. I mean, they're all getting rich. Well, everyone's
3: we, misery. We, over here in the States, James, just so you know, we call I call them the red light scammers because it, it is fascism. It is companies who get a kickback every time the government's getting money because the government has become so – they uh, most of them down to the townships have become incorporated. And if you know mm-hmm. anything about incorporation, the whole point of being incorporation is to turn a profit. So they're they're basically, when we talk about highway robbery, we're really talking about them, oh, it's not a moral issue. You didn't hurt anybody. You didn't kill anybody. You didn't damage any property. It's just you you were going five or six miles over the speed. I had a guy pull me over one night about 1 o'clock in the morning in South Carolina going to the beach for one mile over the speed limit. Couldn't distinguish the fact we had soda, Pardon me, Kate, don't say anything about that. We had so, those little plastic soda rings. Yeah, look at that face. The, the soda rings in our car, and he thought, well, you guys are drinking beer. And he saw sesame seeds from where we ate Burger King. Again, Kate, don't say anything uh, at the time. Uh, and he goes, what kind of seeds are those? And I'm just sitting here going, are you Barney Five for what? What's going on here? And the whole point was to try to rob us of the fruit of our labor. That was the whole point. To, to, he's yeah. an agent of the state to do those kinds of things. So yeah, those things go on, man. It's, it, it is interesting. You mention that cause in uh, England as well, we
2: have this, um, we have this company called three GS and I know they do a lot of work in Manchester as well. And they basically go around um, with their, their fancy uniforms on. And if they see you drop like a fag tr- but or something like that on the floor, right? It could be accidental. They'll charge you 300 quid for it. Yeah. Um, That's and crazy. These are, these are private companies contracted to the council.
1: A a fag butt, folks, is not a rear end of a homosexual. A fag butt, us Brits... It's a, it's a cigarette?
3: Yeah, wait. My kids, yeah, my kids got cracked up at that because they would read uh, Lord of the Rings and they would read, you know, bring that bundle of faggots and they just thought it was funny. Uh, but that's what they used to call the little twigs that they set on fire, and now you've got them that you use for cigarettes. So, yeah, I know the language gets all manipulated and changes. Any the, James? Listen, I want to ask you a little bit about this—the free thought issue in the university section. Yeah. Just a little bit more. Would you mind hanging over with us just a little bit? Of course, mate. Okay. All right. So we're going to hold James over. We're going to hold Kate over. She's, uh, I don't know. i do got know, but I just want to say, because okay.
1: it's is- on show, I just made that Whoops. bread.
3: Whoops. Sorry about that. All right. Kate's got bread. Everybody, you have to fly over there to eat it, though. Thanks a lot for making us hungry, Kate. <laughs> All right. Catch us on sonslibertymedia.com. Bradley be with you for two hours today, 3 p.m. Lord willing, we'll see you on Monday morning with Dr. Lee Merritt. Talk to you then. See you. All right. I want to welcome everybody coming over. And when I say Dr. Lee Merritt, we we did the recording yesterday. It's going to be on the Ohio chemical debacle. Sideshow. Let's just call it that. I, I, I don't know. I'm going to have to come up with a name for that. In any case, she'll be with us, Lord willing, at 6 a.m. And uh, I think James had to take a bathroom break or get something to drink or something. So we're going to bring him back on here in just a little bit. And, Kate, you, you can't be showing people bread and stuff when you can't feed. Can you fax that? Can you email it? Don't show us and, and tease us oh, with stuff what? like that. This
1: is. <laughs> it's got loads of in it. It's got dried apricots in it. These are all organic on sulfur, so you've got lots of iron. in there. This says unhybridized, non-hybridized wheat. This is spelt, dried apricots. It's got dried raspberries, blue blackberries, a dried berry mix, and then it's got cashew nuts, hazelnuts, walnuts in it. So that's like an entire it,
3: meal in a slice, isn't it?
1: This is your, you know, your magnesium. A handful of cashews is equivalent to a dose in B three of ni- of uh, Prozac. So I, I made this because my daughter likes it. If you have this with some grass fed butter, this is the only bread you should be eating. And let me tell you, one of my favorite gadgets, you can make it in the oven if you want and need it. But, you know, I'm, I'm kind of a busy chick. So while we've got electricity, I have a bread maker and they're what six, they're probably about eighty, ninety dollars 90 And I just put this on fast bake two hours and then I, I freeze them. Honestly, folks, you—you, you, although it's costly because it's got loads of things in it and it will be, quite expensive to make it. It's a whole meal. Like you've just said, Tim, it's got loads of vitamins, minerals in it. Um, So I I don't worry about eating this once a week. Uh, My friend who's watching the show, Paul, we bought him a bread maker for his birthday because I'm fed up making him loaves of bread. Uh, But if I ate it as much as he ate it, I'd be the size of a house.
3: (laughs) (laughs) Well, my, my wife, she gets the, um, she gets the, the, the wheat berries. uh, So they store up well. And then she'll put them through the grinder and make the flour and do all that kind of stuff and make that really, that bread, for people who have never done it, if you all you bought store bread, um, that little size loaf right there weighs two or three times what your store bought bread is. I mean, it is a dense bread. Uh, My wife used to make the colonial bread. Uh, She's made sort of the Ezekiel kind of bread. And it's great. But man, it is dense and it is thick. And you don't even need a piece of meat on it to get the protein and stuff that you get. You could just butter up a couple of you know, pieces of that, toast it, and you're good to go. Uh, so that's. But I'll, I'll be expecting that one in my mailbox here soon. So just go ahead and just ship that over here to me.
1: Because <laughs> um, I do live the way I preach. And um, I'm going to love you and leave you because it's not often I get the daughter coming from London. Anyway. No, that's good.
3: That's good. Go, go, take care of her, and Lori says, "Lori says to share your recipe of that bread." So, I, Lori, I'm asking her on there. Send me that recipe through Telegram, and I'll put it in the archive if you have got time to do that, right? Quick.
1: Yeah, and, no, I'll send it because uh, you know, the, like you said, it's very dense. You don't need very much. You can put God's butter on it if you're you don't want to eat dairy. You spread on some avocado on that. Yep, and then a little bit of cinnamon and some honey. It is a full, it is a good meal. And, uh, you know, you are what you eat. Everybody knows that my my little vice is I like a dirty bag of chips and uh, not very often because it makes my joints hurt. So I haven't had any for so long. And I had a packet driving home at four o'clock this morning. And uh, sure enough, I woke up with with a bit of joint pain again so you know i don't even i don't even stray anymore i did during the foot, you know the lockup the unlawful lockup i'm right back on there to being um the food nazi oh god did i actually say that anyway uh, listen i i want to thank james for coming on i'm sure you'll all see now what we see um an incredible young man and if you want anything covered in the uk from a young guy's perspective, Tim, please call James.
3: Yeah, we'll do that. And and by the way, uh, some people say, well, okay. why do you have uh, people from the UK on this that, and the other? Well, because the same thing that's happening in the UK is, ha- is happening in the US. You just don't hear about it. But you've got the people out there. And I know there's some people in the US who are, d- who are doing this stuff, too. So anyway, Kate, we'll let you go. Thank you for uh, teasing us with your Thank bread you so there. Much. <laughs>
1: Thank you, James. See you soon.
3: Thank you. All right. Take and care. Bye. All right. So there goes Kate. And uh, Kate, we appreciate you as always. We're going to have her links up if you want to go and support her. And let me see if I can just change this out. Whoops. I just messed that up, didn't I? Let's change it to the speaker. So James gets the full screen here and we'll have him ready to go. All right. There we go. All right. So, James, I want to ask you this question about the, the, the free thought issue. Now, I know some people will say it's there's a free speech. But I trace it back to when a person speaks, they're thinking about something. That's what caused them to speak out, to ask questions, to challenge whatever they're being presented. And I've often told people, even as a Christian, I welcome questions because that's how I learned. If you don't ask questions, then you're just going along with whatever and you're not thinking. But if you're thinking, you do want to ask questions. It doesn't mean that you're nasty to people. It doesn't mean that you're You know, trying to beat them up or expose them or shame them. You just want to ask questions so you can have conversation. I've often said people say, uh, politics and religion are something you don't bring up ever. Those are the most interesting conversations, if you ask me, uh, because they get to the root of problems that we experience in our society. So the question I have for you is the, the university that you go to when you talk about woke. Some people, I think, even in the conservative movement and stuff, don't even know what woke means. They just know, oh, this is bad. If you use that term, they kind of bring it out. But really what it is, is sort of a subversion to the law that's been established so it can be torn down and there can be something that comes in behind it to establish a new kind of order if you will I, I don't want to say new world order even though that's a part of it but in that country so what's going on in your university can you help people understand what is woke ideology that you're seeing from a guy who's who's a 19 year old guy who's doing this stuff out there how would you explain that to people and what's coming into your university and what the people are what the young people are taking in over there
2: let me explain that the in one lesson the other day right i mean with the microphone back, in one lesson the other day, we hit a hat trick. Yeah, we we talk about um, the climate change. Um, they went through anti-Trump ideals and anti-capitalism. Yeah, that was in one lesson, right? Uh, in the lesson that I'm un- I'm currently under investigation for, they basically um it they sh- they showed us a picture of a Hindu woman standing up to a member of the EDL. Now, if anyone does know what the EDL is, it, it it's called the English Defence League. It was founded by Tommy Robinson. Um, and it was basically, um, kind of their motto was, you not the colors, you're not the papes. And it was, they were united against Islamic grooming gangs, right? Cause that's a massive problem. Again, that we're seeing in the UK, I'm not sure if it's the same in the US, but we're having a massive issue here in the UK with Islamic grooming gangs, primarily Pakistani Muslim men, um, in gangs, raping children. That is, that is a massive issue we're seeing here in the UK. And the EZL was founded as a, as a kind of campaign group. To call awareness to that and call awareness against Islamic extremism that we're also facing in a lot of areas in the UK, namely places like Luton, right, and and it was a very racially diverse movement, right. And I don't like using the word diverse because I feel like it is a very um it, it, diversity is a, is a weakness, not a strength. But I agree. In, but in in the EDL, right, they had a the Sikh division, they had an LGBT division, right. Yet yeah, they are called far right, racist. Uh, ethno-nationalists uh, and all of these these other phrases that we've seen a lot of. And so I thought it was very, even if they didn't directly say the EDL was racist, I feel like the implication was there by showing a picture on the screen of a Hindu woman standing up to a member of the EDL. Like, look at that Hindu woman standing up against a, a far-right fascist. And a lot of the uni students were calling them, uh, were basically calling them twats and stuff like that. And that's a, you know something I'm seeing a lot of, even if our teachers aren't directly stating something, they are making implications and inferences at it. Yeah. um And I mean, something that was uh, coming into universities now is mm-hmm. what's it called? Um, r- critical race theory. So, cultural Marxism. Yep. Yep.
3: That's exactly what it is. Yep.
2: Yeah. Where, where you're being taught that because of your skin color, you're a racist and, you know, we need to pay reparations to black people and stuff like that. And that's something else we're seeing enter universities. Uh, there was actually a course, I can't remember what university it was at, where they were basically um, uh, where they, were, they were teaching you that it's not okay to be white. I can't remember what it's called. Um, but So we're seeing a lot of this cultural Marxism. We're seeing, we're seeing um, anti-capitalism being taught. So, you know, socialism, communism, stuff like that. That's okay, right? Um, and I mean, I actually got into a debate with a student about that, about capitalism. And I I basically explained, well, without capitalism, because they they all all of those students who who are anti-capitalism are sitting there with their two thousand pound portable phones. Yeah.
3: Oh, yeah. 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 The the hypocrisy is incredible. Let let me let me let me put that to 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 what we're seeing here as well is Mm -hmm. what they will attack capitalism. And I have no problem with capitalism if it's if it's classic capitalism what we have going on now is fascism it is a crony capitalism i don't know any other way to say it because you have you may have people who were capitalists who use their own capital their own funds to start their business and stuff and then they got tied in with government and they started getting government funds banks are, are bad about that they get billets airlines are bad about that We've found energy companies, all kinds of people that government bells out. That is not capitalism. That is fascism. It, they use the term crony capitalism, but it is fascism, fascism. It's akin to socialism, and there are differences in all of these kinds of things. But socialism is, in essence, a form of fascism. And then the ultimate goal is full Marxism, which is communism. But we can really point to the fact of this, James. They're either lawful. Or they're lawless. We need to quit calling it. And I'm trying to do it. This is a part of repentance. I tell people, even in our minds, we have to change that in our minds so that when we're doing and we're saying, we're we're trying to be consistent. It's really either people are going to be lawful or they're going to be lawless. And who determines the law? The creator has. Natural law. And I believe that is expounded in the written law of God and that we find in the, old, uh, the, in the scriptures of the Old and New Testament. Those things that are expounded out, we know what they are. And so, yeah, there's a, there's a difference to that. And I, I didn't mean to interrupt, but I just want to give some clarification there.
2: No, no I completely agree. And it is, um, it is frightening to see the similarities between the, all the countries. It's, it's as if it was all planned and as if they're all working together secretly behind the scenes, isn't it? Um, it, does make you, it does make you think, doesn't it? Because they, they're all... They're all following the same kind of model of communism, aren't they? They're, they're making everyone more and more dependent on the state. And the, you know, one of the ways he did that is, by, is through COVID, right? Um, through COVID, a lot of people lost their jobs, had to start claiming benefits. That's, again, by design. I mean, the unemployment rate, right, you know, in the US, just as much as the UK, is, is astronomically high, the highest it's ever been. And that is again by design. They are trying to make you all dependent on the state. And I mean, this this um, 50-minute cities, the ULES, and all of that that we're seeing in the UK, which will be coming to the US at some point in the future. That's again to design to make you more dependent on the state. A perfect example in Oxford, um, they they told all the residents that they'd be able to get a bus to work, right, instead of driving, right. And then when they got the 50-minute when they got the LTN, so the low-traffic neighbourhood barriers in place on Crowley Road, all those residents who were affected by it. They took the three main bus routes off the map, so they couldn't. They had to quit their jobs, and because they had to quit their jobs, they had to go on benefits. They had to claim money off the state. That is, we are heading towards communism. That is exactly what is going on. And I mean, these these universities then, as well, this cultural Marxism, this woke brainwashing that we're seeing, is again something that's happening in the U.S. And the similarities are completely frightening. But it it's very effective. Marxism is so it's world domination for historical materialism that's what i define it as and, and that's a good definition they, actually yeah they, they they attach labels to you to shut you up and islam has always been very good at that and um that's exactly you know socialism turns into communism communism turns into marxism every single time that's that's the the way it works right you, you always have greedy people so socialism will never work and that's something i've always gone into debates with students about and i love debating them about that because i have t-shirts i wear that says uh socialism where everyone starves equally um <laughs> but this um sorry i've lost my uh, i've lost my train of thought there that's okay it's, it uh,
3: happens on the show quite a bit <laughs> trust me it, it happens a lot What? Well, listen james one of the things you're talking about is is you're talking about this issue of trying to do race now the bible is very clear God created um, one man and one woman. That's what He started the 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 pop- human population with, and He said, "Be fruitful and multiply." And from that, all of the different shades of skin, the kinds, you know, facial features, hair features, body features, all of these kinds of things came from those two people. Now I don't know what skin color they had, and I don't really care. Because we read in the book of Acts that God had made a man from one blood and he set their boundaries, yep. the, the boundaries of their habitation. So this is why we see not different races. We have one race. It's called the human one or the man mm-hmm. one, however you want to say that, the, the race of mankind. That's what we have. We have different ethnicities or cultures. We we can clearly see that. And they're usually established in certain areas of the world for where those people have gathered Certain genetics, certain ideologies come in there, and they become dominant in those cultures. We see that. That is not necessarily something bad for that culture. However, when they get away from the creator's standards, from his law, what is even what is evident in nature, uh, you talked about what was going on in the candy shop, but even what is unnatural, uh, the the issues of sodomy, lesbianism, these gender confusion, and all this other stuff— even a person who's not necessarily a believer in the Lord Jesus Christ can see this is a problem. You're doing things that are unnatural. They're, I'm not okay yeah. with that. And I'm certainly not okay with you teaching my kids about this stuff. Uh, this is this is what is coming in on our young people. So let me ask you this. Yeah. Among your schoolmates that you're you're with there, how many of them are actually buying into it? And how many of you are actually engaging in conversation without coming to blows with one another? uh over over this kind of issue can you kind of give us an idea of what that looks like every day when you go into school
2: oh well i mean i enjoy getting into these debates right and i mean i try like a lot a lot of the time i, I try not to associate with people who are, who are woke and if if i do i usually end up brainwashing them and radicalizing them to my opinion um that's a joke by the way if anyone clips that <laughs> um <laughs> but i mean <laughs> It's it's mad being in university because they're all weirdos. They are all weirdos. They're 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 stuck there trying to figure out their their gender, and you can see it in a lot of them, right? And I mean, I, I really don't know how, how how to put it because I so I put myself out there, right? And I I, I when I, de- I I debate, and a lot of the time it's just words, right? It's never them getting angry or whatever sometimes they the shout that i'm a racist and I'm a fascist which to be fair you know i don't care if you want to call me that right words what's that thing uh, sticks and stones may break my bones but words will never hurt me right yeah you're an adult that,
3: you can let that roll off your back right yeah exactly right words just
2: rebound they don't mean anything yeah this fascist far right i don't care if you want to call me that that's at the end of the day you know that's your opinion right? that's not a fact yeah i'm not far right i'm not a fascist if anyone knows me, I've done more to oppose the real far right than anyone else. Amen. You Amen. Know? Like we've got the ethno nationalists, which have been trying to hijack, uh, been trying to hijack the freedom movement for ages. I don't like them. They don't like me. That is well known. That's well established, right? We've got black people on the team, yeah. And these people are like they're the real far right because they'll they'll sit there and use the n word and stuff like that at my black admin team and stuff like that, right? And so you know, I've done more to battle the real far right than anyone else, and I know that. So why should I care what you think of me? And that's that's the kind of opinion that I've gone along. I don't like when I when I say this stuff a lot of times, you know, I'll find someone else who's right wing. right? So in my university now to answer your question is about uh, 10 to 15 of us that are awake. Um, Out of how many? Out of how many? I'm not sure how
3: many are in the university, probably about 2000. Wow. OK, so so you got a small number. Well, look, I'm, I'm not saying that is a bad thing. I take great encouragement for that because I look back in history, even our own American history, you know, we we've been told that three percent is all that fought in the war for independence. Um, I don't I don't know what the numbers were for the war of northern aggression. I don't know what the numbers were in history of different men who stood for truth and the law of God who fought during history, who were uh, who were considered a minority. God does that so that he gets the glory from it, not the men And so I'm glad that you got however many, you're 10 or 15 or however many in the face of thousands. Fine. You're showing people what real courage is. And I got to tell you, James, there's probably some people who would complain about generation, whatever they've labeled you guys. I don't know, Z or double Z or whatever they're naming Mm -hmm. stuff now. I don't care about that stuff. I see that in the midst of it, God still keeps a remnant of people that he raises up as a standard against the evil that comes. And if all people can do is complain about the generations coming behind them and they're not out there doing what you're doing or doing something similar in an area and utilizing the sphere that God has given them of influence, well, then they're just hot air. They're like 1 Corinthians 13. They're a clanging symbol. They don't show love. They they just want to they want to be heard for whatever they can say, but they they're not there demonstrating love, calling people away from what's going to destroy them, which is what you're doing absolutely, mate. Um, and I mean I wanted to touch on a, a, a
2: one of your previous points that you mentioned as well, right? So a lot of there's something in the the, the Bible that says um, what was it, um, Satan will try to subvert God's image or something along those lines, right? And that's something again we're seeing a lot of with you know, this gender confusion and all of that. It's entered the, the Church of England as well. I don't know if you've seen where you've got transgender priests now, we've got gay marriages, stuff like that, right? where they've all tried to subvert god's image and you know and i mean that's the the religious side of it but something that i've been thinking a lot about is that it's it's all designed to weaken the men you know and um, i mean the nazis right they they skipped a generation yeah they went for the children so you had to do i think about 200 to 300 uh hitler salutes a day and if you didn't you know you had to do one when you wake up uh before you eat stuff like that right and if you didn't your children would kind of um would Tell on you to their school, and then you'd have the kind of Gestapo turn up at the house. Yeah, Um, and we're seeing that now, pretty much. And that, that was also kind of uh, portrayed in 1984, the book. Yeah, where the the kids were the ones you had to watch out for because they would the, they would be the ones to report you. So they've kind of skipped a generation and they've gone for the younger ones, and that's what they're doing. They're going to keep going the younger and younger ones, so that they've been indoctrinated and brainwashed so much that they will turn in their own parents, and that's again. By design, right? But then you've got this. I know I'm jumping all over the place here, but I've got so many things on my mind, all jumping out at once. Um, but then you've got this, uh, this, this trans ideology, which is hello. Yep, you're there. Oh, sorry. Yeah, uh, yeah. So then you've got this, this trans ideology, right, which is designed to weaken the men, and you've got a, a very pornographic society, don't we, uh, at the moment, right? Where you've got 12-year-old girls walking around overly sexualized. You've got sex toys being shilled in sweet shops and porn pretty much being pushed everywhere. And it makes you think a little bit of what's going on in, Palin- in Palestine as well because Israel, they took over Palestine by... Um, one of the things they did was flood all the TV channels with pornography and it weakened the men. And I, I, you know, I, I'm, I, I know I'm jumping all over the place, but I just think it's all interconnected and interlinked that they're trying to weaken the men so that, you know, I mean, look at Ireland as well, right? So in Ireland, you've got the, um, you've got the, the, all the women and children standing up against illegal immigration. The men are nowhere to be seen. And I think coming back to your point about the immigration rallies earlier as well, the men aren't stepping up, and that's something that needs to be addressed a lot more as well, I think. So,
3: yeah, yeah, I agree. Well, the reason – I don't think you're all over the place. And then I'm going to put this. I pulled this out earlier this week. I think it was when we had Angela reading on – who is a mother of two up in Virginia, who was standing against the LGBTQRSTVWXYZ stuff up there in the elementary school that was being put in elementary school. And the things that you're talking about are the very things that the Communist Party put here that we have in our congressional record from the 60s, their goals to take over America. Take a look. You tell me if you're all over the place. I don't think you are. It says, get control of the schools. This is number 17, and I'll read just down a few. Get control of the schools. Use them as transmission belts for socialism and current communist propaganda. Soften the curriculum. Get control of teachers' associations. Put the party line in textbooks. 18. Gain control of all student newspapers. 19. Use student riots to foment public protests against programs or organizations which are under communist attack. 20. Infiltrate the press. Get control of book review assignments, editorial writing, policy-making positions. 21. Gain control of key positions in radio, TV, and motion pictures. 22. Continue discrediting American culture by degrading all forms of artistic expression. Now, I think this could be applied to you guys as just Western culture. We could, we could apply that. An American communist cell was told to quote, eliminate all good sculpture from parks and buildings, substitute shapeless, awkward, meaningless forms. Number 23. Here's where we start getting into the stuff that you're talking about here. Control art critics and direct, uh, directors of art museums. Our plans, Our plan is to promote ugliness, repulsive, and meaningless art. Eliminate all laws governing obscenity by calling them censorship. Oh, aren't we seeing that now? And a violation of free speech and free press. Break down cultural standards of morality by promoting pornography and obscenity in books, magazines, motion pictures, radio, and TV. Present homosexuality, degeneracy, and promiscuity as normal, natural, and healthy infiltrate the churches who that are supposed to be the beacon of of light and the pillar of truth infiltrate the churches and replace revealed religion with social religion you know whatever's good for the society you know for the common good kind of stuff discredit the bible emphasize the need for intellectual maturity which does not need a religious crutch eliminate prayer and and the list goes on here but <clears throat> i don't think James that you're all over the place i think you're seeing the things that these guys had in mind and they're patient, and they're scheming, and they're willing to wait it out, sacrifice everything. And those who claim that they're on our side—if there is such a thing—if you want to say you're on the side of the law or you're on the side of the Lord—too often they're pantywaists. They're 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 cowards. They're not courageous. And this is why you know I I said what I said about you. There's not only a lot of young men who will go into a store based on the moral compass. Uh, I don't think from my viewing of the videos and things of what you're doing, you're out there doing what you're doing so you can get a lot of hits and a lot of views. You're trying to do what you're doing. You're documenting what you're doing because you actually care about the society you grow up in.
2: I'm I'm documenting what I'm doing because my aim, like with those videos I did on the Kingdom of Sweets, my aim, and I think we actually achieved it, was to encourage other people to do it. We showed, that day, that direct action works. Applying the left tactics to our own movement, and I, I know we don't like using a phrase in right and left, but in this instance, yeah. Um, applying the, the sorry, let's, let's refer to them as Antifa's, right? So applying Antifa's tactics to the freedom movements, it's worked. We've, we've had a victory. So the aim of those videos wasn't to garner attention or garner clicks or views or whatever. The, the aim of the videos was to influence and encourage other people to do exactly what we did. Amen you know, if, if, if you see something that's wrong with the world, these days people will walk by they'll just walk past or they'll film or whatever right and I mean you know look, look at London right the amount of people that get attacked and everyone's just walking past don't care yeah? It's a very cold place London is and we want to, to encourage people so that if they see something that, like this that they find wrong with the world is to do something. Stand up and do something. And that, that's, that was the aim of our videos.
3: Yeah, amen. Amen. Well, here's what I want to do, James. Um, I, I want to give you a final word, and let's close out the show here. And I appreciate you ha- not only coming on the Sons of Liberty, but hanging out with us for a little bit uh, just by yourself. And uh, I want to give you a final uh, a final word here. And what we like to do is we don't like to leave people you know, just with the problems and the troubles that's there. We all often like to promote a solution. So, I think you kind of hit on it right there is is what people should be doing instead of walking by. I, I, when you were saying that, I was thinking of the Lord's uh, parable, of the good Samaritan. And you got the religious guys, the, the Levite and the priest who go by the guy who's their own countryman. And they just kind of look and they got to go. I got to do my God thing over here. I got to do my temple worship and stuff. I can't be bothered with taking care of you, which is part of the law. It's That's that would be love for him. And then his mortal enemy, the Samaritan, comes along and he loves the guy. He cares for him. He tends to his wounds. He uses his own wine and oil to, to bear, bind up his wounds. And then he even uses his own money to put him up in an inn so he'll be taken care of and says, I'll pay for whatever you spend after that. Just look after this guy. I got to go take care of my business. That's real love. Love is not, I love you, man. It's not the Budweiser kind of love. It's the love that demonstrates itself, right? I mean, yeah. the, the Bible tells 1 John three eighteen is ours. Let us not love in word, but indeed, let us love in our deeds how we show our love. So I want to give you a final word of exhortation. What would you tell our audience here in the States? And I know there's some people listening across the pond as it is. What would you tell them to encourage them? Hey, look, all is not lost here. Some of us young people are standing up. We want you to come stand with us. What would be a final word of exhortation you'd give the audience here? I know a lot of people have seen uh, become black-pilled
2: recently but we will win we have to right and i mean if we don't fight we may lose if we, if we if we if we fight we may lose but if we don't fight we've really lost and we've shown recently now that this direct action it works you know these protests have made a difference even if it's just a ripple effect right everything you do makes the slightest difference for example you know i've organized well, not thousands, but I've organized a lot of protests, yeah? And even if that protest has woken up one person, then I would have made a difference because that one person could wake up another 10. That's right. That's right. And so that's called that's the ripple effect, right? And that's what every single one of you should remember, right? Everything you do could have, even, even as small as it is, right, could make a huge, huge difference. And so it is time to step up. Students are coming out slowly, but surely we are coming out and we are standing, and we are fighting, but we can't do it without your help.
3: Yeah, Yeah. amen. Amen, James. Well said. Hang on, and I'll say goodbye to you off air. I just want to give you a couple of uh, just latest comments here at the bottom. Thank you, James. You're a blessing.
0: sure need more young men like you. Amen. We do. And God is
3: giving us, they're just not being in the spotlight. This is why we want to highlight people like James. Uh, thank you for standing for the truth, being a vocal local in your area. And uh, thanks to him and James. Um, there was another one here. Well done, James. Have no doubt you are making a difference. And, and when we say making a difference, we're not talking about going towards Marxism. We're talking about going back to our, our foundations, what God has established because he established it in England too, by the way. I think it was, um, one of the apostles who went up and carried the gospel into England there in the first century. So that was established early on. Yeah, it's been taken over by apostate religion of the, the Church of England and Roman Catholicism. I get that. But what it was established at uh, was based upon the gospel, upon the law of God, and that gospel that calls men to be saved from their sin through the Lord Jesus Christ. So James, thank you so much, man. And uh, keep doing what you're doing. We'll have you back on. The platform is yours uh, you get into trouble, you need a voice, the media's after you, whatever. This is you know, we can we can give you that voice. We'd love to do that. Guys, catch Bradley at three for two hours today. And uh, James, hang on and I'll say goodbye to you off air. And then have a great weekend. Get with the people of God. I know a lot of you don't have a church. And be hospitable. Fix a big meal, invite some neighbors over, read the word of God, pray around the table, talk about these things. Plant the seeds. You know, Paul says, one plants, another waters, and God gives the increase. Be hospitable. Bring people over. Read the Word of God. Pray with them. Spur one another on to love and good works. And then, Lord willing, we're going to see you back in the uh, 6 a.m. on Monday morning. We've already re- recorded the show, Dr. Lee Merritt. And, yeah, if I'm here, we're going to play it. And I think you'll find it very interesting concerning the Ohio train derailment and some of the chemicals and everything else. Uh,
0: and what's going on behind that. Until then, see ya.